today we are celebrating 100 episodes. So incredibly happy that you are with me because we are going to have some fun in today's episode. We are going to be a little nostalgic and we are going to celebrate all of the good times that we have had during these 100 episodes. So you are going to listen in on some little snippets of some of our favorite guests, some of our favorite topics, and just like reminisce about all of the fun that we have had in this incredible journey with the Spiritual AF Life podcast. So before we dive in to all these really cool memories, make sure that you are subscribed. And if you have a bestie that doesn't know about this podcast, then definitely share it. Let them know. Let's get the word out that the Spiritual AF Life podcast is here to stay. All right, so now since we have that out of the way, I figured that if we were going to talk about the 100 episodes, we are going to have to start with the episode that started them all. So here is a little snippet of the very first episode of the Spiritual AF Life podcast called Five Crazy AF Life Lessons. Welcome to the very first episode of the Spiritual AF Life podcast. There's some amazing conversations, stories, and insight that awaits you. The Spiritual AF Life, meaning spiritual, AF as in as in the bad word. Yeah, you might hear some swearing. This is a place where we're not going to take life or spirituality so seriously. In fact, it's a place where we're going to bring the high vibe and spiritual world down to earth. In fact, the goal of this podcast is to help you apply some of the spiritual techniques and philosophies to your daily life. We're going to take all that woohoo and bring it down to a practical way so that you can apply it every single day in your daily life. Unlike other spiritual teachers, I want to help you get off of your meditation pillow and connecting to yourself and spirit on the daily and throughout your day. Invisible guidance is always available to us, always trying to chat with us during the day. So I'm stepping in to help you make an incredible, incredible spiritual AF life through fascinating conversations with experts, um, uplifting stories of spiritual communication as well as a deeper dive into some spiritual practices that helped me go from sick to psychic. Wow. Little did I know during recording of that episode that we would be sitting here today with this incredible journey. I wouldn't say behind us, but we have gotten through so much together. I know that I have shared many, many stories with you and I have gotten a lot of feedback on these episodes about how they have touched people's lives and people have found you know, the answers that they were looking for even in the middle of night. It's really crazy. And even during this time, you know, I lost my aunt Betty and in the same time I've gotten so many incredible signs from her and of course my mom and aunt Juju and my grandma in heaven and it has been amazing sharing all of these signs and their stories with you because it really does honor them. And during this journey, we have had so many really interesting people on the show. And of course, our 100th episode celebration would not be the same without taking a look back on our very first guest. Can you remember? 
All right, her name was Tara. She was the hypnotherapist that really shines some light on our subconscious mind. Let me remind you with a little snippet um, yeah, of again, that episode. Recognizing why that feeling is coming up for you. Is it an old mm-hmm. story? Is it an old, unhealed, like traumatic event? And then you know. So now you've got these answers, right? So you got the answers. How do you want to feel? Why was it triggered? And now you have to decide if you want to heal them or not. So whether that is going to a hypnotherapist or even trying to work with yourself about changing those stories and feelings, again, just recognizing how you don't want to feel and recognizing how you do want to feel. And this is like so awesome what you touched on with your husband is because a lot of the time is I get so many people coming to me with these symptoms or feelings and it's like, why are you allowing yourself to feel that way though? Like, you, you know that you deserve better. So a lot of the times, a lot of the work that I do also do is out of hypnosis is, you know, like talk therapy, therapists, people need to be heard, people need answers. And so I really, really love that aspect of my job as well is, so we usually talk before a session, and then we talk after so you're getting clarity. We're, we're knowing what you want to work on. And we're seeing if we can resolve it a little, a little bit before we go in. And then after we're having big like results of well what did we work on do you feel better and everyone that comes out should feel better they should feel resolved yes. they should have that a bit more episode answer. was so interesting to me to learn about our subconscious mind and how it plays into our daily life and this really had me thinking like okay what other amazing things have i learned from these experts that we have brought on here who shared you know their little golden nuggets of wisdom and that had me remembering a very special episode where we had a yoga chat with rachel do you remember this because I love yoga and I felt like I really embraced it, but I had no idea about the limbs of yoga and I really didn't notice or maybe recognize a lot of the the spiritual, the unseen things of yoga not just you know the physical practice so that was really interesting and in case you missed it here is a snippet of that name of the podcast your podcast Heather, spiritual af life so a lot of times as spiritual people we are working with our upper chakras and our crown chakra and our third eye chakra and you know we're connected to these higher realms so what yoga does is help bridge that gap so in yoga with the physical practice, we're working with our physical bodies, we're opening the chakras, we're cleansing the chakras. It's just another form of healing, another option for healing. And then if we choose to invite in the breath work to help uh, calm our parasympathetic nervous system, if we choose to bring in the meditation to deepen that spiritual connection in a different way, if we choose to bring in the other limbs of yoga to help us uh, evaluate our life, maybe figure out what our dharma is, or if we can treat other people um, kinder, or if we can have more understanding, those are all options too. But a really great place to start is just with that physical uh, practice. And a lot of times teachers will incorporate the rest in their classes and bits and pieces so that you can learn about it at your own pace. I swear I could listen to that episode 
every day and still learn something new. It was just full of such good info, especially about yoga, which is really going to help you with your spiritual connection or your connection to yourself, which can just really help you with your whole life. Like it just astounds me. So now since we got a little into the groove we have to go back like i am just pretending that i am the ghost of christmas past and we are you know traveling back in time to one of my favorite episodes ever now i want you to tune in if you're practicing your intuition which one do you think is my favorite episode all right put me on pause if you need to because i am about to let you know and that is the very first episode with my husband. I think those were the most fun because we get a different perspective and we get someone who has been on the other side of the fence and someone who was, you know, a skeptic and not really, you know, sure about the spiritual world. And so we got that perspective instead of always having someone who, you know, kind of knows what they're talking about. So let's tune in to one of my favorite parts of one of my favorite episodes with my hubby. I always equate the devil's work to be things that provide uh, division and and hate and anger and disparity and, you know, all the negative negative emotions and the negative outcomes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I, I don't ever see any of these negative outcomes, yeah. right? I don't see a person who has done spiritual work for 10 years and is now slowly devolved into a mean hateful person no right so and, and if this is the devil's work then he's working in a very inefficient manner <laughs> and it's, it's, it doesn't seem to be working i loved that part and i absolutely loved how he said it because as you can probably guess when you're doing psychic and mediumship work you know you get haters and you get people that are saying you're doing devil's work and you get people saying that you're going to go to hell and all these weird concepts and it's so funny to me because i'm like how in the world are they even thinking of this and that's when i realized that a lot of the mainstream movies and shows and things like that they're the ones that are planting these seeds in people's minds it's so nuts because lately me and my husband have been getting more into like the halloween spirit and watching some scary movies and that's where i can like literally see the agenda that they're pushing especially when it comes to like the spiritual world so i thought that was absolutely perfect i feel like i need to put it on a postcard send it to my haters i absolutely love that part with him now i am an open book with pretty much every area of my life i don't have a problem sharing you know what's like living with my husband and you know relationship with my son my sister my mom everyone i just feel like a lot of my memories are meant to be shared and a lot of the experiences that i have gone through i feel like others could help out so i am always sharing but one time during a particular episode i was completely dumbfounded and that was with our quantum queen right she was the one that came on and talked to us about twin flames and soulmates and the reason why i was completely dumbfounded was in all of my spiritual work and all of my endeavors and in my journey i had never ever thought that my husband was you know a soulmate or a twin flame and that's just because of my own personal thing i just think that too many people you know throw out the word 
soulmates, you know what I mean? And it's like, I don't know, because I love him, but man, we are complete opposites. We, you know, oh my gosh, we are always trying to make each other better people to where it's kind of annoying and stuff. And this is like, man, I just want to, <laughs> I just want to like be my crazy self without having to grow and learn. However, what I learned during this interview was, oh my gosh, we're each other's twin flames. This is what they're talking about when they say that a lot of times you can't live with your twin flame because there's so much energy. It's like so crazy because you're always learning and growing. And I know that sounds great. Oh, becoming a better person and stuff. But sometimes, you know what I mean? You get a little bit tired and sometimes you can get impatient and that can create issues and stuff. But luckily, I don't know, me and my husband have just spent so many lifetimes together that um, he has learned, you know, how to deal with me and he has the patience of like a freaking Buddhist monk. It is incredible and it is so funny. And if you are in any kind of relationship, you definitely need to listen in on this episode because it is jaw dropping. You might notice it in your own relationships because you know what I didn't I didn't until I talked to her and I just couldn't even believe what was happening and since then I've been able to look at my relationship in a whole different way so instead of looking at it like oh my gosh I'm annoyed that I have to be a better person or they're making me be a better person now I'm looking at it more towards like okay if I can like overcome these hurdles within myself then I don't have to deal with it this next time around you know what I mean when I reincarnate and that is really what it's like um living with someone's a twin flame it's like they tell you that people are your mirrors, all right? And, you know, they are always reflecting back on you, your own insecurities. And that is what it's like. It's like constantly being in someone who is your mirror, reflecting back on things that you need to work on. So anyways, it's still amazing. It is still awesome. No matter what kind of relationship that you have, just know that you are exactly where you need to be all right maybe you're having it rough right now and your prince charming is right around the corner or maybe you're living with your prince charming and you couldn't be happier either way listen in to what she says in a little more detail about twin flames and soulmate oh i love it soulmate chapter <laughs> so let's get into the juice <laughs> oh this is the juice this is the juice yeah, is this so, where the magic happens so okay so let's talk about twin flames so there are going to be loads of different like definitions on Google and like different blog posts from different people. Some people love to talk about twin flames and haven't experienced it. Some people have experienced twin flame experience and want to talk about it. Some people are in a twin flame relationship and they'll talk about it. So either way, it doesn't really matter. The point is, is that twin flames are a real thing. Okay. From what I know, it's not something that everybody may experience in their life. And twin flame union, which is when two people come together, is also something that's not guaranteed in our lifetime. But just to clear up what a twin flame is. So a twin flame is an absolute mirror soul of your soul. Okay. And what that means is that the idea of a twin flame is that your soul before we entered this earth was almost split into two i.e it doesn't make you any less of a soul it just means that it was duplicated somehow like there was like a 
like a split where it's like, okay, you're going to have this, this half and you're going to have this half, but it's not a half. I'm just going to clear that up. It's a whole soul. Okay. But two very mirrored twin like souls of your own like soul was put into two people. It doesn't matter whether it's male or female or both or whatever. It doesn't really matter. This is what God's kind of done. Okay. And the reason why I'm, I'm saying it in this perspective is because again, I, being, being the person who I am, which is someone who's done a lot of uh, learning and journeying within this journey, but also I've learned from a lot of people who are in union with their conscious counterparts, as it were, I've understood a lot more about the, the whole expression. So the point is, is that it's a mirror soul. So what that means is that this person is an absolute mirror of your whole soul. Now, when we come into this planet, we grow up with our, our family, our three-dimensional matrix of a family. Not to say there's anything wrong with that. It's just when you when you look at it from this three-dimensional perspective, it's like you've got your parents, you've got your siblings, you've got your upbringing, you've got your programs through this, the social system, you've got the, the country you were born in, the, the people you were surrounded by, all these different things that basically made you who you are okay and when you're going through life we have our personality we have all these things and we grow into these different expressions of ourselves but what happens is that we can come to a stage in our life where we start realizing that there's a lot of trauma that we've endured in our younger days that we don't even maybe remember and that's when we start doing this inner work where we start unveiling and uncovering some of these things now the idea of our personality is based upon what we like I said what we've been programmed with and therefore a lot of what we call our personality is actually a lot of our trauma responses in expression as well as what we who we think we are this is where the whole ego comes in. So I hope you, you're following with this oh, yeah. a little bit. But the point is, is that when we unveil these traumas and we come to, you know, a place of, of healing where we're learning to heal our own emotional bodies and we're really coming into whole within ourselves at like who we really are, who we really are is our authentic self. When you go in down a spiritual journey, you are uncovering your authentic self. You, well, you end up coming across, you know, unveiling who you really are and who you really are is the person you were born to be, not the person that was programmed, not the person that was traumatized, not the person that was indoctrinated with all these systems. Wow, I could listen to her talk all day. I am just so dumbfounded by how she brings such a complex matter to down to earth to make it so easy for us to comprehend and see and I tried to explain it a little bit before I gave you the snippet but doesn't she do such a better job isn't it does it make so much more sense and for me specifically it's like a lot of the things that I have done that I have accomplished that all these things like I literally would not be here talking to you right now if it wasn't for my husband if he wouldn't have encouraged me, even if he didn't believe or didn't even know, if he didn't help me gain that confidence and that assertiveness, then I wouldn't be on this journey to becoming that true authentic self that I was meant to come here on earth and be. So think about it throughout your day. Are you 
going towards that journey or are you turning away from it? Is there any steps that you need to take right now that will help you along this incredible journey to becoming that person that you are reincarnated here at this moment in time to be? All right, so let's get into another fun episode. And I don't know why, but I feel like my Aunt Juju is just so close to this community. And if you don't know about my Aunt Juju, she was one of the few family members to actually embrace me, to embrace what I, you know, do, you know, all my spiritual stuff and my psychic and my mediumship. In fact, our very last Christmas together, I got her a deck of oracle cards. They were Jesus oracle cards because I didn't want to scare her. And also she was still religious and still like church and stuff. And I wanted her to believe her to see that she could have the best of both worlds. So that's the reason why that I gave her the Jesus oracle card deck. And just because she is so close to us and I feel like her energy is so fun. Even just when you talk about her, I thought that I would share a snippet from Spirit Stories with Aunt Juju. So do you remember Spirit Stories? That was every Friday sharing stories of past loved ones, of fun tales, and I hope that you loved them. I will keep them going within the regular podcast, but for right now, let's tune in to Aunt Juju. One more thing that I really want to talk about before I get into some of the signs was after my Aunt Juju passed, her phone was missing. Her phone was missing. And I'm going to be honest with you. A couple of us family members really, really, really wanted to see what was going on on that phone because in recent weeks or maybe the recent month, my aunt had started to go out and party a little bit. Now, a little background on my aunt was that she was married to the love of her life for decades. And he passed away. I believe it was in 2010. That was my uncle Tom. You literally could not say the word Aunt Juju without Uncle Tom. She was heartbroken and devastated. In fact, she always wore black, spiky, you know, spiky black, right? She had a cool style about her. But she always wanted to take on that role of a widow. And I feel it was because she felt closer to him. So she wore the black and she just loved my uncle Tom, but something happened right before she passed away in those weeks in that month to where she was allowing herself to have fun for the first time since he passed away. And there was a rumor that she had a boyfriend. And I remember like the whole family being like, oh my gosh, we can't wait to find the phone because we got to tell the people that she's been partying with what's going on. And, you know, we want to hear the stories about Aunt Juju and those kind of things. Well, guess what happened? We couldn't find the phone at all, right? The phone was nowhere to be found. And my other aunt, the one who was checking up on her, was like, it was with her. It was with her. And that's when the craziest thing happened. The funeral home ended up calling us and saying to us that the phone was cremated with her shocking now you might say it was a funeral home's fault and that we should you know talk with them about it blame them that kind of thing but we've had a lot of deaths in my family recently and we use the same funeral home over and over again they're really really people they're really really thorough all those things they were saddened that this has happened but 
some of us in the family, like me and my sister, we both knew the truth. Aunt Juju did not want any of that getting out. She did not want people to see what was going on in her phone. And I think it's kind of funny because after my mom passed away, my Aunt Juju wanted my mom's phone really bad. In fact, I gave it to her because I knew it meant so much to her. So I think that is kind of crazy. I was like, oh, Aunt Juju for the win. You know what I mean? She was like, I want to go down. And I not go down. That's a bad way of putting it. I want to leave that legacy of me and Uncle Tom. I know that's what she was thinking. And she didn't want anything that was in that phone to stain that reputation, if you will. So I thought that was so incredibly amazing. So now... You know, Aunt Juju, let me see, Aunt Juju passed, but what was really crazy too was a few weeks before she passed, I was holding an in-person psychic and mediumship development circle here in Michigan. And what I had done was I had taken the class and I put them into several groups. And then what I would do is I would walk over to each individual group and I would, you know, coach them along into connecting to the other side, connecting to a spirit. And I remember I sat down with one of these groups and they were like, oh, yes, I have a spirit coming in. They're very quiet. And then I believe they got the name. They did definitely get the name Tom and they were talking. And I remember like thinking, oh, my gosh, Uncle Tom is showing up. That's so cool. He must just be popping in to say hi. And I didn't think anything of it. I'm in teacher mode at this moment. I'm not in like reader mode. <laughs> and I thought that was really, really cool. That was a big validation. And I forget if I actually was able to tell you Juju or not that Uncle Tom was around. But now I look back on it and I'm like, wow, Uncle Tom was aware and Uncle Tom knew what was going on. So crazy. I think back on that and it just gives me so much comfort to know. But now Aunt Juju has passed and I think it was maybe a week or two after she passed away and I go out to eat and I remember I turned a corner, a corner that I always turn, right? It's right by the mall. And, but for some reason, this sign catches my eye and I stop in my car and I just look and I double glance and I'm just thinking like, I have to stop here and look at this sign, but I don't understand why, because I know all, all the stores in this area. I see them every day. And that's when I realized I was looking at a sign for Juju's frozen yogurt. I was like, no way. Juju, J-U, 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 just like my aunt. I have been by it so many times, but I never two two together. So I know it was my aunt that was trying to get my attention on that sign and be like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. And that's one way that our past loved ones show that they're with us is that, you know, you might be going through your same day in, day out thing, and you might be going by certain stores or signs that you see every day. But then all of a sudden, you might be drawn to one for some reason, and it might have their name on it where you never noticed it before. And what they're doing is they're impressing their energy onto it. So my aunt Juju impressed the energy of herself on that sign so that I would be attracted to it so that I would notice it. At the same time, she was trying to put thoughts into my mind saying, Heather, 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 look this way. They speak telepathically. So that's another reason why that we have to be so aware and conscious of our thoughts. So now me and my husband, another really cool story, me and my husband are driving down the road and I'm thinking of her and I forget what day it was. And I have pictures to prove this. 
And I was just, I don't know. I was just thinking about her and we were at a red light and I just glance at the car next to us and I see the license plate and you won't even believe what the license plate said. Okay. Maybe you could. It is J-U-J-U. That is it on the license plate. Juju. I I was like beside myself. And I look at my husband and I am like, can you believe it? What are the odds? And he's like, the odds are pretty good. And I'm like, the odds are pretty good that I am right next to a car. And then I felt guided to look at their license plate. And it says J-U-J-U, Juju, like no other words, no other numbers, no one, anything else. I'm like, I thought he was freaking crazy. But no one's going to dull my sparkle. No one's going to dull that message that I got from Aunt Juju that day. I love hearing that story. Absolutely love it. And I love the lesson at the end as well because it doesn't matter if other people believe you. It doesn't matter if they agree, if it's a sign or not, right? You know your own truth. You think about things that make you happy right? Who cares if, let's say for instance, right, that wasn't from Aunt Juju. Oh my God, like it has to be. But if it's not, who cares that I believe that it was? Think about it this way. Majority of us spent our whole entire childhood believing in Easter Bunny and Santa Claus. What in the world did that hurt? We can grow up and we can think that these signs are from our past loved ones, our angels, our spirit guides. And I've said it a zillion times, right? The more that you believe in them, the more that they will happen because now all of a sudden they're like, hey, she's finally getting it. She's speaking this language. Let's turn it up a notch, right? That's what actually happened. So let your haters hate. If they don't believe you or they don't believe the same as you, it's okay. We weren't meant to all believe the same thing. It's okay. Akuna Matata. And I think that this is actually a good segue into our next really popular guest that we had. And that was the animal communicator. Yes, it was so interesting to me to learn about animals and how people can communicate with them. As you probably know, I can talk to dead ones, but I'm not really great at it because I don't know breeds. I'm not an animal whisperer but she just brings a lot of the practicality down to earth and I just felt like I was being hugged by so many animals on the other side that I don't even remember having so it was just such a lovely sweet and also very fun combo let's dive into one of those pieces to that episode now you know when you've got a pet and you may be thinking you know, you may be doing something and all of a sudden your pet walks in, you're like, yes, got to feed you. You don't, like, you don't know that you've just picked up on something. The animal's coming in and going, do you know the time? Um, (laughs) But you do because it's pushing. Animals are telepathic in their own world. They have to be to survive. But so they're so good at pushing out energy and thought. And we're the ones that don't always know how to receive the information. So most animals, you know, you always get that one animal in your life. You could have multiple animals and you're like, this one animal I was so connected with because you felt it and you just didn't know that you're communicating, connecting to this animal. So well, all of them, but you know when there's that special animal in your life. So anyone can do it. Um, it can be very difficult going and doing it for the public, as you know, because you can get some people that just want to um, – prove you wrong 
sometimes, especially when you're starting out, and that can be difficult to deal with. So a lot of people learn it just to know, just to know what the animal wants, you know, just to interact with the animal better. And I think, you know, that's a good thing because if we could all do that, how much happier would our animals be? You know? Oh my just, gosh. Yes. And so, you know, I know that like when I'm like talking to, you know, past loved ones and stuff like that, the mm -hmm. human ones, right. I know that sometimes there's like a common theme that I get mm -hmm. a lot, you know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. like, oh, that they're wanting this message usually comes up, you know, a lot mm -hmm. or more frequently, I think. So yeah. is there a message when you're communicating, um, especially with the live animals that mm -hmm. you get like very often? Cause maybe that someone is listening, it, you know, could mm -hmm. be using this for their pet. Like they could be like, oh yeah, that I can totally see that what's going on with my pet. Cause I'm not sure if you noticed that. Um, let me think, because they all seem to different, like all the appointments I've got this weekend are all different mm -hmm. um, and they're all different behaviours, but generally there's a message behind the behaviours. So, you know, if your animal, um, let me see, if you've got an animal that you've had and, you know, you don't have past trauma because when you're dealing with at rescue animals, like I deal with a lot, there's a lot of trauma there from what people have done to them. And so um, they have to deal with their trauma first, but it's amazing when you see how much love. The, I guess the underlying message for all the animals is teaching us humans how to love and how to forgive because animals don't hold grudges. You know, they would love their abuser to the day they die because that's what they're there for. I'm trying to show you love. Um, and when you, they pass, they haven't left you. As you know, you see them, you feel them, they're around. They don't ever leave you. Um, it's only ever a temporary separation. So um, I feel that uh, what the animals have taught me in my experience, I mean, other people might have other experiences, but they, they, their main focus in life is just really to teach us how to love, to love properly and to how to forgive and let go because they're the two main things that most humans are lacking in life, whether they want to acknowledge it or not. So. What a profound message at the end. Wow, it's so insightful. So definitely reflect on the relationships that, you know, the previous pets have taught you, the animals that are currently in your life and see what comes up for you. I think that would be a fun game to play. Well, now our party is coming to a close, but don't worry, I am going to leave you with one of my favorite episodes of Spirit Stories, and you might be able to guess it, and you might not be able to guess it, but it is, drumroll please, it is Everything Happens for a Reason, and that's great. This was a really cool tale that I found that I couldn't wait to share with you. And I believe that it puts a lot of things in perspective. So every single day you can think about this tale and you can trust that things in your life are truly happening for a reason. And in this story, they actually find out why things might have happened the way they did. And you may not always be able to find those reasons, but the more you trust, sometimes the more you'll be able to see it or at least the more peaceful and calm you'll be when those seasons of your life are cray cray all right here it is i hope you enjoy it and thank you for spending the 100th episode of this podcast with me so now 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 i have an amazing story that i could not wait to share with you hopefully you haven't heard it yet it is about the king and the wise man and this is just a fabulous tale to keep in the front forward of your mind when you are thinking about everything happens for a reason, okay? So here we go. 
Once upon a time, there was a king who had a very close trusted advisor. This advisor was a wise man with whom he would always have conversations with about problems that occurred and issues that required attention. But the king noticed that whenever there was an accident, the wise man would always say one thing. Everything happens for a reason, and that's great. While the king liked the wise man, he wasn't exactly sure about what this meant and how an accident can be great. One day, the king decided to go out hunting, and he took the wise man with him. During the hunt, a terrible accident occurred to the king. One of his fingers got chopped off. The king helplessly asked the wise man why such an unfortunate incident had happened to him, especially after ruling his country with such love and being so respected by his people. At that very moment, the wise man just said, everything happens for a reason, and that's great. This time, the king reacted angrily and said, You've been eating my food and living from my wealth, and now you have only these stupid words to say. You think that it's great to have my finger cut off? The king considered him to be crazy and insensitive, so then he ordered his soldiers to throw the wise man into a prison as punishment. Some people who sought the wise man's advice in the past visited him in the cell. Whenever they asked him how he was doing, he calmly replied, Everything happens for a reason, and that's great. People were puzzled by this and convinced that the wise man was out of his mind. After some time, the king decided to go out again and on hunting expedition with his troops. He fled deep into the forest far away where he was suddenly confronted by cannibal tribe that lived there. The tribe captured the king and everyone that he brought along. The cannibal tribe were actually preparing for the festival of sacrifice. They were searching for the perfect sacrifice for the worshiping ceremony. And with just their luck, they got their hands on a king. He was destined to be sacrificed. As the shaman prepared the ritual, he examined the king. And he, as he examined him, he realized that one of the king's fingers was missing. He told the tribe master about this and said it would be refused because according to the religion, sacrifices can only be made to complete physical bodies. He warned that if they were to proceed with an incomplete sacrifice according to their beliefs, this would bring God's curse upon them. Taking this into consideration, they decided that the king was not worthy and the tribe master decided to release him. With great relief and shock, the king now figured out that if it hadn't been for the finger he lost, he would have lost his life. He remembered the wise man's words that had told him, everything happens for a reason, and that's great. Realizing the wise man was right, the king went to see him on his return to the capital. He brought him out of his prison and personally told him everything that had happened, including how missing his finger saved his life. It was really great after all, the king said. Yet confused, the king proceeded to ask. In my case, it was indeed good that I lost my finger. But I wanted to ask you was, what was so great about you being put in prison and having to eat only dry scraps of bread? The old wise man, at no loss for words, replied, Your Majesty, if I had not been locked up in prison and left behind, I would have gone hunting with you, and I would have been captured with everyone else. They would have had surely set you free because you are an incomplete sacrifice. But for me, just like everyone else, I would have been sacrificed by the tribe. 
So it's great that I was thrown in prison before this happened. Like I always say, everything happens for a reason, and that's great. <laughs>